Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. So glad that you are spending a little time with us once again today. Hopefully it will be a time of encouraging you in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we got a good show today. I'm really excited about it. I want to talk about a lot of things. You think it's going to be a good show? I do. Okay. Mostly. Uh, that's your story. We're mostly because you're with me. Yeah. You know, when you're with me, everything's fine. Well, you laid it all out for us. I'll tell you what's coming. Mike yeah. Shaw, his new show, Jesus is Coming Soon, has debuted. Oh, wait, um, wait, wait, wait a minute. Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. Yeah, that's right. That's the name yeah. of the show. Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. With Mike Shaw. On FreshRoadMedia.com. <laughs> And we're going to do right on way off with Mike later. We're going to talk about his inaugural show. Also, Christmas in July. I think we have to address it. We need it's to. It's becoming a bigger thing. And then, um, you know, we, we've got just, we'll see where the show goes. There's no yes. real guest this week. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody canceled out on me. What happened was I just decided not to book anybody. And <laughs> guess what? Nobody else did either. That's so. okay, because you are so engaging all by yourself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, we want to start with equipping the saints. And yes. we said, I want to start with equipping the saints. And so equip on, my beautiful bride. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? Preparing and equipping the saints. And do you know why I want to talk about this? No. Um, because of you. you. What did I do? You were preaching on Sunday. Oh, I, was it a good thing? A very good thing. See, I'm not yeah. used to that. Usually when there's change coming because of you, it, it's not positive. It, was, it didn't start out positive. This is really good. I hope it's positive because right. you preached on Sunday. I didn't get to hear your message on Sunday because yeah, I were, was with the little kiddos, you, which you is really fun. You were doing encounter kids. What a good um, thing. Yeah, kind of an anomaly, which is good, uh, totally good, totally great. But anyway, what I saw was some stuff on social media about your message, people quoting you and so on. And really? so I thought... Oh wow! I didn't this, see anything. Well, well, that's why God gave you. And the, and the me. NASCAR race was rained <laughs> out on Sunday. I had the time. <laughs> I know. What am I going to do? I could resu- I could review my sermon. I know. My whole week was just based around everything can stop at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. We'll just have the NASCAR race on in the background. You know, we'll we'll make some smoothies or yeah. you know some pancakes or something fun, and everything just. Didn't happen. Well, uh, being so I wasn't ministry, paying attention to what people were saying about my sermon, but I hope it was an impactful teaching and preaching on hope Sunday God morning can yeah. be really, really exhausting. It is. It can be. It is. But anyway, yeah, so back I don't to my know, message. I don't even know if these quotes are like the thrust of your message or what, but they were things that stood out, and and they are things that have to do with equipping and preparing the saints. And I know, Chris, that that's something that's really on your heart whenever you're teaching or talking or. Uh, you know, whatever you're doing, you you talk to me a little bit about because I I know this is on your heart mm-hmm. that um the time is now to mm-hmm. start yeah. or not to start but to get an emphasis on preparing the saints and equipping the saints to deal with the things that are coming yeah. without discouraging them and getting people all freaked out or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. So well, talk to me about that. And- in the late 70s, my parents came to know the Lord, and one of the things they wanted to do, and, and this is the setup to why we have to be who we are, okay? Mm-hmm. And the uh, reality is there was a Bible camp every summer that mm. the um, the sold-out believing church that my parents joined after my dad came to know the Lord, and so they would send me every every summer. Now, the second thing that my parents wanted was for me to learn a little bit about God. 
the first thing they wanted was me just to be gone for a week <laughs> in the summer. That's really what they wanted. It was okay. a twofer, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, I think, my second year at Bible camp, and, and we ended up getting the same cabin, B7. That was our room. And really? I had this, yeah. And the guys that I went with, I went with every year for three straight years. <laughs> the only time I hung out with them, even though we lived in the same city, they went to a different school district. Uh, was during Bible camp. I mean, we wow. just know each other from Bible camp, and we were roommates. And they let for you years. come back. Year yeah, after yeah, year. year after year. But here's what happened: <laughs> okay. we're sitting there on Friday and morning, and we had all this stuff planned for later in the week. Mm-hmm. And Friday, this huge storm rolled in and just rained all day, ruined all of that. Mm-hmm. The next morning, it was still rainy. It was everybody was sad, saying their goodbyes, getting their addresses because we had to write snail mail right? letters yes. back to the, the new yes. friends we had. And the whole vibe on Saturday morning was we should have on Wednesday and Thursday. We should have on Wednesday and Thursday done this. We should have on Wednesday and Thursday done that. Because, you know, didn't anybody see the forecast? Did anybody know we were going to be socked in like that? Because we could have done this. We could have done the canoe race, blah, blah, blah. Well, all you kids had to do was look at your phone, right? We didn't have phones. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, the camp had one phone tethered to the wall. That was it. This was the late 70s. There was a siren off in the distance if you all had to take cover. That was about it. Here's what's coming around the corner. Now, around the corner could be in the month of July 2023 yet. Mm -hmm. It could be next year. It could be... Three years from now, five years from now, in all of human history, when you see that this commander went in on this year, say year one, and then it says year 11, he did this, you read it as if it happened simultaneously. Well, no, there was 10 years in between there. We don't know God's timing, but I have a feeling, Mm -hmm. a strong feeling that when this hits... We're going to be like Saturday morning at the camp yeah. saying we, we should have done this. We should have done that. We should have written God's word on our heart when we enjoyed it. And what Emily and I have been talking about in our personal devotions pretty much ad nauseum since December, since our kids left after Christmas was let's enjoy every day of freedom while we still have it. Right. Let's proclaim the gospel while it's still legal. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that we write God's word on our heart before they take away our Bibles. You say, you say, Chris, it's it's just not going to rain that hard. You're still going to get activities in on Friday. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not convinced that's the case. And today is Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. Today is Thursday. What are we going to do yeah. with the sunshine while it's shining? You're kind of sounding like Noah. That's why we <laughs> equip the saints. That's why we have to equip the saints. Absolutely. Okay. So here's the quote, because I brought it up earlier and I'm sure people want to know what it is. But one of the quotes that they took from your message was this. It says, there is a great need. and It will become greater for believers who are not afraid to put on the full armor of Jesus Christ and stand firm for such a time as this. That's a really good quote. Mm -hmm. And I and I sense that in a lot of the things that you do and you say that the time is the the end is coming. I mean, whether we want to speed it up or slow it down is kind of irrelevant. It's coming and so we do need to prepare. Now, preparing the saints, though, Chris, is not always easy for you because I see you struggle with it sometimes mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, um, I sense God wants to wants me to say this. And you know that some people are going to, like, want it and need it. Some people are not going to want it, but they know that they need it. And some people don't want it because they think they don't need it. Mm-hmm. And so there's always reaction and you're not always it's not always a comfortable thing for you to to preach always. No, it? it's not comfortable yeah. for anybody. Yeah. But when you're being obedient to God, sometimes you just don't care, you know? <laughs> you just don't. 
Um, you know, and I think we, we have we have we have advantages and disadvantages that we right. have to deal with all the time. Everybody does. It's just recognizing them. Yeah. And for us, one of the advantages that we have that's also can be a disadvantage is that we're not from the community in which we minister. Yeah. And that's an advantage because we can stick to the truth. We don't have to worry about you know, you know, cousin Jerry and 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 Aunt Rachel and mm-hmm. and nephew Bob. I mean, these people, they're yeah. not in our world of influence. Yeah. Because of technology, I have those people that comment on my ministry all the time. Right. Exactly. And I care what they say to a certain extent. But as soon as somebody crosses a line that goes against scripture, we're done. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, we're done here. It's 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 not that I'm going to spend, I used to want to spend all my time correcting people. Like, come on, this is obvious. <laughs> now it's like, I just give them over, like dust the sandals and roll, you know. Pointing out their wrongy, wrongy, wrongness. Wrong, you're wrong in your wrongy, wrongness. Yeah. There is a very temporal, fleshy joy in that, isn't there? But it's, well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, <laughs> I don't have it all figured out. None of us do. Yeah. There's mysteries of God that'll wait till the other side. True. But there are obvious things that, I mean, are as obvious as two plus two equals four. You have two apples, you add two apples to that, you count, it comes to four. Mm-hmm. There are spiritual truths that that I believe are, and, and I know others believe too, are that simple. Yeah. And yet people will look at it and say, well, for me, I want it to be 3.5. Yeah. Well, for me, I want it to be six, not four. And right. I, I would go with five, but five is an odd yeah. number, and I'm, I'm an even person. So it's going to be six. And it's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, well, why not? You know, it's like the Time Changers movie that was made like 20 years ago. Yes. It's got uh, the love boat captain in it. Yes, um, Gavin McLeod. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I remember that name, but I did. <laughs> anyway, in that movie... When he, when the, when the professor from the 1890s, who is 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 proposing that we let this just this minor thing, which is just so minor in the mind's eye of a 2023 Christian, yeah. into the world, and he's arguing with everybody that they're being too staunch. He gets transported right. in time to the future, and he sees where his philosophy has led to. Yeah. And there's a little girl who stole a hot dog. I think if I'm remembering yeah, the scene right, yeah. she stole a do- hot dog and was eating it. And he said, "Little girl, that's wrong." And she said, "The greatest phrase ever." Uh, says who? Says who? Yeah, I think says the ho- who. I think the premise was was being good was probably more important than being right. There, there was of. goodness separate the, from the, the scriptures, yeah, basically. Exactly, and, and that that was the most important thing. And and it smacked you in the face when when the man tried to point out, yes, stealing that hot dog or stealing anything is wrong. And and says who? Because anybody, you know, if if it's not based on truth, and Jesus is true, yeah, it can be what anybody interprets it, interprets it to be. And that is kind of the modern thing that's infiltrating the church right now through things like deconstructionism. That you know, your truth doesn't have to be my truth, and culture and my experience can dictate what God means by what he says. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is there's some truth to that. I mean, our circumstances do dictate how we're going to function. And God looks, I think, through the lens and, and, and weighs the scales of everything in our life. That yeah. goes back to why can you eat meat sacrificed to idols and it be clean? And if I eat it, it's, it's dirty and sinful. Yeah, we're yeah. doing the same activity. Why right. can we have two different outcomes? Right. And Paul explains that in the scriptures, and I've used that analogy many times. But for the most part, I think that you're absolutely stone cold correct. You know, we just can't allow the idea of goodness to be outside of Scripture. Defined to be, outside yeah, of, I of mean, God's Word. Yeah. And, and, and so it, it, in that movie, a, a very a scene happened that made me burst out laughing. 
I, I've watched the movie the first time. I, I just, haven't seen it in so long. I know. We rented it like two years ago, and I don't think you watched it with me. I think I you started and just like. But I think we watched it for the first time. It feels like 20 years ago. It was maybe. a long time ago. Long time ago. So it's probably it probably feels a little dated if you go back and watch it. But the so, message is yeah. So this powerful. professor now has been transported to the future. He's trying to keep his identity uh, secret, but you know he's he's plugged into this church and this church adult study group goes to a movie, and he comes running into the lobby of the theater. <laughs> Yelling, you've got to turn the movie off. You got to turn the movie off. That woman took her shirt off, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, that's just that. That's immoral. You know, we can't have that in public. And I remember laughing, thinking how that would never dated and yeah, yeah, and and how you know. But that shows you how Far sin sin is not as sinful as it used to be. There you go, bingo. You just hit the nail on the head. That mm-hmm. sin becomes no longer really truly sinful, and I yeah. think that that's part of. What we struggle with as modern day Christians is that we have forgotten how evil evil is. Mm-hmm. And it can appear very benign. But, you know, think about when Jesus was tempted on, you know, when he was being tempted by Satan and Satan said, you know, do this. And and it it almost sounds good. It's just a little bit off. But God, uh, Jesus would use God's word to bring the right perspective. And you realize, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. that you extrapolate that. You take that further down the road and then you realize and you see how really dangerous that truly is. So I always go back to the temptation of Jesus on the Mount of Temptation outside yeah. of Jericho. Okay. Um, and just having been there three weeks ago. I, Lucky it, duck. Uh, yeah. You could have went. I know. Yeah, anyway. Well, I couldn't, but well, anyway. <laughs> Continue. Long story. <laughs> when Satan said, and I go back to when I was a kid, when I first started learning the scriptures, and I remember hearing this as a kid, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking, okay. And I've never really, I mean, I've changed because I've, I've grown, and I know that my thought is wrong. But when Satan tells Jesus, throw yourself off, yeah. and all these angels will protect you, mm-hmm. I always wanted him to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, stuff it right in his face. (laughs) Stuff it right in his face who you really are. Yeah. And that's not the Lord. I'll show you. (laughs) I know. I know. That's not the Lord's way. And his ways are always higher than our ways. And then when you stop and think about uh, the patience that Jesus had Mm -hmm. and the superiority that he has, that he is the creator God of the universe, he could have thrown it all away in one moment of I'll show you. If he wanted to and he wouldn't have been wrong. I I I have damaged my Christian testimony with people that, Hopefully I never see again. <laughs> Where I was in a I'll show you moment and it well, didn't work out. If you they're know? Christians, you may very well see them again, dear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just asking if they are Christians, don't seat me next to them in the big marriage supper of the Lamb, okay? Yeah, I'd really yeah, rather right. not. So, yeah. But the self, the amount of self-control that Jesus had. Yeah. You know, he just had complete control. Complete control. Uh, guided by what his father was telling him. And that was really important, but it wasn't. None of these things are easy. The self-control, the, you know, not thinking in things of that, fle- in that, f- in those fleshly terms. And that gets me back to what we were talking about just a little bit earlier. Sometimes, Chris, God does say, I want you to teach on this and I want you to say that uh-huh. to explain it. And it can be very difficult to do, right? Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you, if you want to disagree with that, you certainly can, but it's kind of an age-old thing. We read about that in uh, people in the Bible who struggled with that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that go tell people, you know, Jonah and Nineveh, you know, 
fast forward to Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon had the same issue. But yeah, he, Spurgeon had so many issues. It's amazing. He had people. We think of, of him in such great terms, but he had a lot of people who were indeed flies in his face and wanted to stand in the way of what he was doing, yeah. what he was preaching. And Charles Spurgeon even said, if you really long to save men's souls, you must tell them a great deal of disagreeable truth. So there's a risk out there when you start sharing the gospel. Just be prepared for it. There's going to be people that come against you, sometimes very harshly. But if you really, really care, you're going to do these things. And I think about that a lot when I listen to you preach and I hear, you know, these quotes of yours, Chris, from these messages. It's right in line with the preachers of old and the people in the Bible where we've got to put on that full armor and we've just got to prepared, got to be prepared when those arrows come um, because God's word and his armor will indeed protect us from that. Here's a really good verse. All right, hit me. All right, James chapter 1, verse 12. Yeah. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. That's exactly what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. And so, you won't try to stuff it in Satan's face. There you go. So if you're hearing some tough stuff from the pulpit, get into mm -hmm. God's word. Number one, make sure that they're preaching the truth. Number two, if it's stuff you just don't want to hear and it's hard truth, um, ask God to show you the way and soften your heart because hard truths are still truths that we need to get over, learn, and then Embrace and accept and think about the people that are sharing these truths. It's not easy for them. They they don't do it with great delight. Well, even if their eyes are opened, um, a lot of times they'll they'll not say anything or they'll 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 publicly hold on to their other thing while they challenge themselves in private. Yeah. Because it's embarrassing. I know. It's Been embarrassing there. to think one way the whole time and then all of a sudden your eyes are open to truth that the way you were thinking was absolutely wrong. Yeah then you've got something else you need to do now. Right. Now you've got yeah. to deal with the embarrassment, which I wish people would just forget what other people think about them. Then I would yeah. have more friends. <laughs> we are better off, People, though, people would relate to that. me better. No, when I mean, that. Just, yeah. right now, I just want you to think of this. Okay. Everybody in your sphere of influence, every single person you've ever met, thinks incredibly highly of you and you're sitting alone at home eating a bowl of ramen noodles watching that your, is sad watching your your brit you know dramas okay <laughs> how much does that affect you i mean right if you're sitting there and everybody that you know <clears throat> hates you now how much does that really affect you it doesn't. At the end yeah. of the day, we allow what comes into our heads to affect our hearts and our souls and our whole being, and we don't need to. Yeah. And that's why if you get a mindset of an audience of one, just an audience with Jesus Christ, just Jesus, just him and him alone, it'll make a huge yeah. difference for you in your walk. And Emily and I are here to talk to you about yeah. that because once you get that idea in your head that 
you know, you you've got this this thing licked and you're you're born again and you're you're a child of the king. Um, <laughs> you can spin out of control. The other thing is, is if you if the balance goes the other way, the pendulum goes the other way and you sit there and just browbeat yourself. I'm just a sinner. I'm never going to be as good as these other Christians. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the church wouldn't want me the because comparison trap. You know, so many people I've met that are in this, you know, this blah, mindset I'm describing. Oh, Chris, once I get cleaned up, I'll come back to church. It's like, dude. Go to church the way you are and let mm-hmm. the spirit clean you up. It's it's an amazing thing. And yeah. so the human psyche is kind of kind of crazy. And yeah. you did a um, we did a YouTube years ago, um, like 12 years ago. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking of it because I'm drinking right now. I'm, I'm drinking this salad in a green sludge. I call it I call it the geezer green. It's what helps <laughs> geezers get up and keep moving every day. It's, very it's like helpful. a salad in a bottle. Yeah. basically. Just pouring nutrition into you because you eat like a slob the rest of the day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So you did a video, and I think we should see if we can get Mike Shaw to pull that video up and play it in in place of a break right now before we do right on way off. Find that old video. What do you think? We can call it like Blast from the Past or something. Well, it's a good video. Are you sure? I don't know. You... (laughs) We did it. It's old Chris and Emily show stuff. I know, but sometimes it's like the movie Time Changers. Like you look back years later and you're like, ooh, that's thinking not as good as maybe I, I thought it was. Okay, so the production quality is <laughs> not going to be at the level of okay. cinematic that we've grown into. Okay. A blast from the past. A blast from the past where we compare a candle and this green drink. Yes, and the way you did I it, I thought that. was really, really good. Aww, Should we pull that up and play it? Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. I'm game. For our audio listeners, I want to let you know that the, what you're about to hear is a visual teaching, but just roll with it. It's a couple minutes, maybe a minute and a half, and uh, we'll be right back on No Apology with Emily and Chris right here on listener-supported FreshRoadMedia.com. I'm hanging out at home the other day, and I ran across something. I noticed something really weird. Um, actually kind of interesting, so I want to show it to you. I've got two jars here, and they're just filled with some green stuff. I'll show them to you. See? There they are. Two jars, similar size, similar shape, and they're just filled with some green stuff. Now, if you look at it really close, I mean, they look the same. I mean, really close. Do they not look the same? All right. I'm going to have Chris help me out with these two jars of green stuff. Okay, Chris, if I give you the jar on your left, what are you going to do with it? This one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to reach in here. The junk drawer. (laughs) Ah. Ah. Nice. Piney. (laughs) It's my Christmas candle. Okay, so if I give you the one on your right, what are you going to do with it? how similar these were as I was reading my book and I reached over to grab my drink and I actually almost grabbed the candle (laughs) and it just reminded me you know in our spiritual walk with Christ the same thing goes you really got to be careful the Bible warns us about false prophets and people who preach a Jesus that looks very similar to the real Jesus but if you're not careful if you take in something other than the real gospel of Jesus Christ you can get burned 
So before you just accept all the things that are being preached and all the things that people are saying out there, go back into God's Word. Make sure what you're taking in is the real gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. And uh... Yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> How do you think that went? I don't know. I, I don't know. We're just going to have to see if there's any listener reaction. Don't yeah. forget, you can always give us a reaction to anything we're talking about at FreshRoadMedia.com. There's a link there where you just click it and you talk into your computer speakers and we get the message. We can bring you on like a caller on the show. Yeah. So go to FreshRoadMedia.com and make that move right now. We will really be happy to start seeing some more of these phone calls come yeah. in or recordings come in that we can play as phone calls. That's our next step in the show. Be a yeah. part of it. And then you can go and also, if you really want to see that video, if you were just listening to your earbuds or whatever, you can check out that actual video, that actual teaching at freshroadmedia.com. And Chris, Under Blast from the Past, Blast I think is what we're calling it. Blast from the Past. We're gonna, so if we start bringing some of these old videos, I started thinking... We have a lot of them, and uh, I remember there's one where we, it was actually my film debut. Do you remember Love Song in Winter? Oh, yes, Emily's 45-second <laughs> full-length feature film. It's, it's called, called Love Song in love Winter. Love Song in Winter. It's it's a beautiful love story. All right, we're going to get all these. Are we going to re- bring that one yeah, in? Yeah. yeah. Listen, we got them on different channels. Uh, some of these um, some of these videos had thousands of views uh, originally when they were on the Chris and Emily show. And then uh, all of our YouTubes got pulled down from a past employer who, I don't know, had mommy issues. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, I, don't, I just don't see myself doing that to somebody. I don't I, know. Anyway. Uh, so so we rep- I republished them all about 10 or 11 years ago. <laughs> And just started republishing them. I don't even know what channel yeah. it's on. There could be Chris Danielson or Chris Danielson Comedy or Real Road. Either way, so they're they all are coming. Out there. They're out there, but they're all coming to Fresh Road Media, and they'll have zero views when they get here. All right. So yeah, we'll, well see I don't how even many know, of y'all want to. I don't even know if all of them necessarily have a deep spiritual impact. I mean, I remember the one where. Uh, it was winter, <laughs> yeah. my favorite time of year. Yeah. And you came walking out, and the kids pranked you. Yeah. Throwed a bunch of snow. Threw, throwed. They throwed. They, they throwed throw? a bunch of snow. In I bet your they face. were gooder when they did it. <laughs> yeah. They were gooder than the neighbor kids. I don't know what that one's called or anything. <laughs> we could bring that one in. There's a bunch out there. Let's just let, yeah. let's just let it be what well, it is. Holly, but I mean, you brought Holly. up winter, and yeah. we were going to talk about Christmas in July. We are because it's a real thing. It's becoming a real thing. My mom, when the kids were very little, so this would have been back in like late '80s, early '90s. She couldn't always come and see us for Christmas, so she would come in the summer when the weather was better and traveling was easier, and we would have Christmas in July. Now, I I remember just thinking, okay, Mom, sure, whatever, and we literally put up Christmas lights and stuff. Didn't put the tree up because we respected you, Chris, but we strung (laughs) lights around the living room furniture and stuff like that and just had a lot of fun. Well, it's becoming a thing now. Christmas in July is becoming a thing, and I hear people loving it and embracing it. I think more and more people are embracing it. Some of your channels that you have have been playing Christmas movies for the last week. I know, right? It's becoming a thing on on TV channels and movie channels. Mm-hmm. Christmas in July, we're gonna throw, we're gonna play all these Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies, Christmas music in July because the summer is so long and hot 
and dreadful and parched. <laughs> so I I crank the air conditioner, you know, to like down to like 65. Yeah. I get a blanket. I turn on the Christmas music or the Christmas you know, movie, and I feel better. Like it's a psychological. You're the only one. I can get through <laughs> this long, hot summer yeah. if, if I just take a day or two and and escape it completely. But Christmas in July is really it's catching on, and I think for a lot of different reasons. But what's your thoughts, Chris? Because you we. We've kind of been on opposite sides of this mm-hmm. throughout our marriage, mm-hmm. and one of them was Christmas music because I could have listened to Christmas music 12 months out of the we year. We cut you off in you first did. quarter at the yeah. end of January. February 1st, January. it goes it goes off until uh, May 1st. So first That's been our rule. Like, I mean, we had to put a rule in place like I 20 know, years ago for Emily. Because first you wanted to cut me off at the day after Christmas. I'm like, uh-uh, you're going to take me at least through New Year's. Different Year. worlds. You know, I had, to, I had so. to be flexible. I had to come on your side for a little while. but So then it was January 1st. It's got to be cut off. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not even completely through Epiphany yet. Oh, yeah. Epiphany. Got to so. teach the kids Epiphany. <laughs> so finally, we did come to an agreement that from the end of January... To the 1st of April, no Christmas music in the house or in the car, if you were present. And I agreed to that, and I was faithful to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed, as of late, you are coming over to the rebellion side. Well, you know, <laughs> I always tell people Christmas is your Super Bowl. I mean, you know, that's your deal. Christmas yeah. is your deal. and um, well, Not really. I think it's kind of Jesus' well, deal. You know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, everything in your <laughs> annual calendar revolves around Christmas time, more it so is than anything else. The most on wonderful time the of thing. the year. I mean, Valentine's Day <laughs> down the list. Uh, Thanksgiving, it's on the list, but it's not yeah. even close. July Fourth, right. great summertime. See, July Fourth and Christmas to me are the two big ones. Yeah, with Thanksgiving being the wild card. Right. I've had great Thanksgivings. I'm so happy for them, and I've had other ones where it's like, why? Why do we try to celebrate this holiday this way? Really? Yeah, we used to celebrate Thanksgiving great. Now it's just a a bird in the midst of our consumerism, oh, and it just breaks right. my heart. Yes, I agree. I, I mean, agree. even even before my parents were Christians, on Thanksgiving we would go around and thank God, a generic God who they weren't even serving for what we were thankful for that year. That was the nation we grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything closed down. Yeah, and I do remember when stores started opening up like in the evening on Thanksgiving. And I, we were sad. As a family, we were very sad because what we thought about were people that had to like leave their Thanksgiving celebration and go to work, mm-hmm. you know, and we just felt bad for people. Well, I think Christmas in July, it, 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 it's got a connotation of being a lesser than. But I mean, sure. I, there are going to be people putting up trees and putting presents under trees soon because you cr- think it's, so? it's growing. It's growing yeah. so fast when the networks get involved and everybody gets involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you got to name it something different. You know, you got have to ha- name it something, so, something like um, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Jesus's half birthday. <laughs> <laughs> They're not celebrating the birth or the first advent of the Savior of the world coming to Earth as a human to walk among us. That's not what Christmas okay. in July is. That's where we. Differ. I would like to get rid of the name Christmas from your July solstice holiday whatever you are such a grinch 
Uh, I disagree. I totally disagree with that. And this is why. This is why I totally disagree with that. Let me tell you why I totally, oh, please, totally disagree please. With In fact, <laughs> I think you should say that four more times. Emily, please tell us. Why Why do you totally disagree with that? Emily, what, what's going on? What's going on? I think it's a subconscious thing. I don't think that while overtly and consciously they're thinking of Jesus' birth, I think they are hearkening back to this time of the year where... Uh, the population as a whole knows that it that it's about Jesus's birth, the coming of the Savior. Eternity is written on our hearts. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. People are just in this mode of giving and singing, and 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 I think it's a residual effect of those things. It's a residual effect of a godly thing, and whether they recognize that or not. People are drawn to it. They want to repeat it. They want more of it. And that's and and I think that that's what's going on. So uh, it's, it's, I all just gonna, say it's all going to be go with it. We'll just call it Jesus' birthday. No, it's going to be thought of that. And I think that's great because people are they do celebrate half birthdays now of kids. Look, there's you, you turn on the TV in April and May. Uh, and you go to the sports channels, you'll see spring football games like the Alabama Mm -hmm. or the Auburn spring game where it's their offense against their defense and white against blue, blah, 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 red against white, whatever, depending on your school. And they're televising these spring games now. Then you also have the USFL and XFL coming in the spring. Yeah, Spring football is not fall football. Never will be. In my opinion, in my lifetime, I will never experience it the same. And I love football. But I don't care for it in the spring. That's it's the because... same thing with Christmas in July. Let me finish. Okay. Let, me, let, me, let me Ross Perot you. Let, I just am I done? Had a Can I finish? Can I finish? I'm not done. Can I finish? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Make your comment. Uh, football. It's because your last name's not Peyton. I mean, if if you were one of the Peyton boys, I mean, they eat, drink, sleep, football, 365. Are you talking about the know? Mannings? Yeah. First name's not Peyton. <laughs> Peyton I made a would mistake. be Walter and Eddie Peyton there from you the seventies. Yeah, it, applies. it still works. Still but applies. I knew who you were Walter talking Payton. about. <laughs> <laughs> your name's not Peyton. First, middle, last. Yeah. That's your problem okay, right okay, there. But, you know, we're we're talking about a, like a, a holiday movement that could yeah. have become a national holiday. Okay, mm, no. like the like the Monday after the Super Bowl. They want to make that a national holiday, National Give Hangover Day. The day I guess off whatever work. you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and that's not catching any traction, by the way. I mean, yeah. it, it's some, but it's well, not going to happen. Well, the NFL kind of that. Look, Christmas in anyway. July, Christmas in July yes. is an anomaly. It's a wink. It's a back glance towards December when really that's when people should be holly and jolly and buying stuff. Yeah. that's Don't and, be holly and jolly in July. No. <laughs> no, have a campfire and shut your pie hole. <laughs> You can have a campfire. I can't be wrapping presents in July. We could exchange presents around the campfire. How is that different? Uh, there you go. You know, glowing lights okay. in the dark. So it's let's all call it Christmas. July campfire present giving <laughs> or something. <laughs> campfire Christmas in Put July or Christ something. Christ back in Christmas. All right. Well, let's bring all Mike right. Shaw. Let's, let's bring Mike Shaw in the, in the show. Mike, uh, <laughs> Uh, I got I to gotta ask you, you got to weigh in before we get to right on, way off. You got to weigh in on the uh, Christmas in July thing. Turn right. on my mic. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think I can turn on your microphone. See, I love doing that. So just uh, leave it off for on purpose from now on until I yell that. Until May, how it. do you know I didn't? How do you know I didn't? That's right. Was it the giveaway tell that. of me being shocked that I made the same mistake? Was that it? But that could have been really good acting. 
I don't know. Go to bed. Yeah, I'm not that good. Uh-huh. I'm Christ- not that good of an actor. Christmas in July. Yeah, um, what do you think? Actually closer to Jesus's real birthday. That's true. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's probably yeah. April or August, I guess, yeah. according well, to yeah. I mean, scholars or mm-hmm. whatever. Again, if you when you start splitting hairs, you when you go on the scholar, I've done it. Yeah. I've gone on the scholarly journey yeah. with these guys back yeah. to how they come up with these hypotheses. Yeah, yeah. And it's like fun. But don't take them too seriously. I agree. Right. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it's literally like uh, my golf game on my phone. But, it's fun, yeah. but I don't take it too seriously. If you want to really study the dates, it is a sort of equinox where we pass over from being closer to the previous Christmas to becoming now closer ah. to the next Christmas. Okay. Like so your thoughts, Mike? Uh, you know, I don't care. Uh, I really don't care. I, I, thank you. Thank I like you. I like the idea of uh, <laughs> dreaming of a of a white Christmas in yes. December. Yeah, and dreaming of that in July as a psychological cool off. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, in Arizona, Arizona, in Arizona, in right. June and July, they have the haboobs. They do. You they know, had one yesterday. Yeah, a haboob is oh, this big they? dust, they the, the big yeah. dust wall yeah. that just comes across the whole valley. They had one yesterday. So have yourself a haboob Christmas. Have yeah. yourself a holly jolly See, haboob. I, you know, but that, <laughs> my, that, that makes me think, you know, in terms of people uh-huh. do, they go to the beach, they go to these tropical islands when... Uh-huh. In the middle of winter. This is no different. You're yeah. in the middle of summer and you just need a little break and it gets well, you through. Leave Arizona. A little change. <laughs> people leave Arizona. People leave Arizona. Yeah, in, in exactly. exactly. Because it's a lot of beach and no ocean. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's a lot of <laughs> And beach. the beach will blow in uh, on a 400-foot <laughs> wall of dust. Which is called a haboob. <laughs> Correct. I didn't make that up. That's true. It's, it's a yeah. True story. Did you see that lady in Houston, Texas? She uh, she baked a loaf of bread in her mailbox. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, we yeah. need relief from that yeah. on occasion. That was that. We yeah. we had a bit on the Chris and Emily show back in the day in Arizona called uh, Dashboard uh, Dashboard Diner, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. um, what it was was people would send us pictures, and we and at that time we had to post them on the website because we didn't even have Facebook. Facebook came about a year after we started doing okay. <laughs> after yeah. we started doing Dashboard Diner. And my favorite, and w- it, what it was, was listeners would take stuff, wrap it in tinfoil, throw it on their dashboard, and come out at night and eat it yeah. as their dinner, and then take pictures and, and explanations, send it to the show. And yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people were doing this. It was a thing because, <laughs> it, you know, women were like, they had to get their kids to swimming lessons, and then there's this, that, and the other thing, and they're, they're driving around the valley. It's yeah. like, I may as well cook dinner on the dashboard Did anyone car. get sick? No, no, not that we not know, that not that we know, of. but, 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 but people, <laughs> recipes were being exchanged. Yes. I mean, it became a thing. Man. Yeah, my, tamales, my, heating yeah, up the tamales. Tamales were yeah. a good one. The oh, one, cookies. the one that my favorite uh, was um, two ears of corn in tinfoil yes. on your dashboard. Hey. And then you just drop a little pat of butter on them and you uh, just can eat them right out of the tinfoil yeah. like they're cooked. Like, really that, that, and, and that's so basic. But, you know, I, we didn't get anybody baking a loaf of bread. And I wanted somebody to try to bake a pizza, but no one ever did. Oh, that sounds so good. Okay. No, yeah. And, but, you know, can you imagine what your car would smell like after that? Pizza. <laughs> like baked smell in like pizza. Chris has been there. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Great. So here's the deal for people that may not know. Uh, Mike, Sean, and Chris and I, we, we worked together in the past. And so here we are all together again. It's very exciting. And the, the one of the great exciting things is now, Mike, ha, we've got our No Apology with Chris and Emily. Yep. We've got FreshRoadMedia.com. And now Mike yep. Shaw has launched his very own show. And I want to talk about that because you had your very first show this past week yep. with special mm-hmm. guest. 
and, I don't know if it's special. But. Uh, <laughs> very <laughs> special. So tell me about the show, guys. How did it go? Yeah. So I, yeah. Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. Mm-hmm. Episode one. Episode one. Dropped Woo-hoo. yesterday. All right. Wow. As we're recording. So that would have yeah. been on the 17th. Mm-hmm. Is yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just know I sit here and talking to these mics a lot for you two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> You're so loved. after yeah. several cancellations, I asked Chris if he'd come on. No, that's, yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. joke, not yeah. mine. Hey, that's whenever I'm a guest uh, on Mike's show, uh, the jo- the running joke is going to be, you know, that everybody turned him down. Because he couldn't that find right. anybody So else. I will see everybody weekly. Now, <laughs> and, Chris, monthly, and Chris, you know this, having been a news talk show host before on radio. I did that in Tucson years ago. And you do have those people that you call at the mm-hmm. last yeah. minute oh, who yeah. didn't get a guest. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. hey, I had three people not answer my call. Can right. you come on today? Yeah. And they do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They do. Because you know that gold. they can do it. You know that they're great, a yes. uh, great interview and they've got some great things those to say. So or, or you no call up or you call that. up one of your right. regulars and yeah. you say, Hey, I need to move you. Can you move with me? Because yeah, of right. this. Yeah. You know, I remember I mean, we've had people like Kirk Cousins that would move stuff to be on our show. Wow. And we had a uh, congressman. We had a senator. Uh-huh. Uh, we had yeah, some. Pete Hookster. I remember him coming on yeah, our Pete show. Pete Hookster was one of our yeah. favorites. Uh, yeah. Bill Heisinger. He still serves in Congress. In fact, yes. we, we nice. could, I could give you his cell phone number over the air right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do that. I haven't called Bill in like five years, but I'm about to. You know, he's fighting the good fight in D.C., yes, Bill is. But yeah, is. he, he came up and, and I think he's now. Gosh, he's got to be in his twelfth year in Congress. Yeah, yeah. He he so. he launched cool. his campaign on our show, his mm-hmm. very first one, and yeah. uh, love it. Love it. Uh, he was in a Tea Party battle with another guy. And the winner of that primary was going to be the congressman in that district yeah. in Michigan for the next decade. And yeah, that's what are. they said. Yeah, and it turned out exactly and like he that. even. We used to do events, Chris, and he even came to one of your events and was willing to go on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you've ever seen us do the the oldie wet or newlywed game, if you you know where we I pull feel. people, like, he we pulled him out of the audience and him, him and, and his, his wife. wife. <laughs> they were gold, man. Yeah. That's so they good. were gold. It hey, if you're fun. sitting on stage with me with a live audience and I have a microphone. No apology, baby. Yeah. No yeah. apology. Yeah. We're gonna just roll with it. And yeah. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Be warned now. Be yeah. warned now if you don't want to. If you don't want to risk it, yeah, then don't. I never like <laughs> to, to me. Pull, it sounds like fun. I never it like is. to pull somebody yeah. out of the audience that doesn't want it. Yeah. Oh, right. But on the same token. <laughs> If they get up, the blame here is 50 50. Okay. Because you can still stay there. There have been a couple to. people that uh, were just like, no. Yeah. Just a couple. But yeah. And then no. I immediately move on from them to somebody the else. I don't, I don't take them anywhere. Them. Okay. So let's I go back. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I don't do that anymore. I'm not that performer <laughs> Wait, anymore. We haven't done. Uh, Earlier in the show, you showed a video of me yeah. 10 years ago, and you all are saying you look just like your son. You did. Mm-hmm. You look just like Jake. That yeah. was many, many moons. That, that was ago. 12, 12 to 15 years ago I when that video was I love that. You've aged well, Em. Have I, I? Yeah, me, oh. not so much. Yeah, Because <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I remember back then I was thinking I was fat, and now I wish I was that fat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish I could skinny back to when I thought I was fat. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, let's now back that hey, does hey, make One sense. more self-depreciation. In this, in this video, I, yeah. I noticed this on your show yesterday when you were talking because uh, mm-hmm. I had a chance to look at the screen a little more. I look like I'm wearing a bad toupee. 
don't I? On your on Mike's oh. show. On my show. Uh, right now, even. I thought you were, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, it's real hair, bro. This is all See, I got. See, Chris I, is bad to pay at freshroadmedia.com. Yeah. <laughs> Click on a podcast, like, any yeah. podcast. I'm like, I, I know it's not, but if you if if I really seriously thought you were wearing a bad toupee, or am I going to say anything? No. No, I'm just saying it, it was an optical illusion in how we look at everything through that through that lens. Nice. Anyway, yeah, my, anyway, sometimes Christians have to say hard things. Christmas yeah. in July, we've kind of beat that to death. Let's uh-huh. move yeah. on. Uh-huh. And, so uh, Frank, you might not. Uh, I gotta <laughs> stop that one. <laughs> no, we gotta, there we other go. Voices here. There we go. There's the yeah. music. Yeah. Let's go to right on way off. It is a game where Emily comes up with three questions that can be spiritual, they can be stupid, they can be funny, they can be insightful, they can just be random. They can be spiritually stupid. And we then have to decide whether we're right on or way off on that statement question. And Emily? Yes. The show is yours. All right. I want to go to something that we've, we're seeing a lot in the news. It's kind of a serious topic, but here's the question. I'm going to go to Mike Shaw first. Mm-hmm. Why? But, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the pressure, <laughs> I the pressure's care. on. I don't care. I just wanted to trip you up. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Christmas Bert, in July. I don't care if I go first. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, did, I, so, did you get a present, Mike? I did not get a present. Oh, and now I am offended. Yeah. See, I didn't get one either. All right. I'm sorry, Emily. I'm just being I'm just being rude. Go passing ahead. Passing out presents yet in July. Okay. Burning the rainbow flag. We're seeing some of that going on, and it's becoming a big hub of a So the question is, burning the rainbow flag, should that be considered hate speech and made illegal? Would that be right on or way off? That's way off. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go way further with this. There's no such thing as hate speech Mm -hmm. Um, or certainly hate crime, right? If you're committing crime, uh, especially crimes of passion, that sort of thing, it's there's already hate. Right. So you don't have to tack on hate crime to to, <laughs> to make it even worse. It's Ooh. already based on hate. Yeah. That's if you're true. burning the flag, if you're burning any flag, it's probably because you hate it. Yeah. Uh, unless you're cold or something. Right. Uh, yeah. Or just trying to <laughs> right. be stupid. Yeah. And, yeah. Stay warm. and so for Tim, for me specifically on this question, it comes down to free speech. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to burn any flag, I don't care. I mean, I might care. Uh, if I do care, I'll take my objections to the public square. There and you I'll, go. And I'll make my case. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, I might tell you that you're dumb for doing it or why you're dumb for doing it. Mm-hmm. But I will, this is, this used to be classic liberals used to say this. And yeah. I agree. I will fight to the death for your right to say it or do something like that. Free mm-hmm. speech is so key. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Chris, well, burning the rainbow flag we've, we've, should be yeah. considered hate speech and illegal, right? We, on We've way been off. pounded since I was a kid uh, by the left, by, by anti-censorship people, by all kinds of folks, that whatever they want to say about Jesus, about Muhammad, about anybody, they can do it. Mm-hmm. And so when Corpus Christi, the most blaspheming oh, yeah. play came out in the 90s or 80s or whenever it was, they all lamented that they have the right to say whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. See, the problem is, is that so much of our culture is based on, I can do whatever I want, but you have to do as I say. Yeah. And and that's just not reality. Nope. So is it a, it, it, should it be considered a hate crime? Absolutely not. But um, burning the American flag, you know, they, they want that to have a pass. But if you burn the, the homo fa- flag, you, 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 now you're, now, now you've got uh, got to be punished. Right. In they, fact, did I just use the word homo yeah, in, in, a, in a bad context? <laughs> um, homo sapiens? Yeah. I, I'm homeowner? So, homosexuals. 
Okay, they were shortened for homos when I was growing up. Okay, there's a lot of words we can't use anymore because of what happened in the early 2000s, which is political correctness came in. That's right. that's a whole show, yeah, right there because we capitulated to just try to make peace in the minute. Right. And and it really, really cost us. So yeah. I'm against Christmas in July and I'm <laughs> I'm for free speech. <laughs> All right. I'm with you guys both on that. The left marched for the right to burn flags. Uh even though people were saying, Hey, wait a minute, that that really can hurt just emotionally hurt someone whose, you know, loved one passed away in defense of, of freedom and so on. Um, but they marched for the right. They got the right and to to burn the American flag. So now when it comes right back at them, you know, that's called hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And so you asked for it. You got it. The old Toyota mantra. Right. You asked for it. You got it. Now put on your big girl pants and deal with it or your big boy pants, whatever kind of. Pants well, you in this society, on. I could put on my big girl pants and you guys would have to. <laughs> Uh, have we, to like it. Yeah, we wouldn't hate it because yep. that would be hate speech. Yep. And also, when you do the Toyota thing, you have to jump in the air and freeze. Oh, yeah. Right. Toyota. Anyway, um, <laughs> sunset. So, Question I, number what, two. What, what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> I was fake jumping everybody, in the air. Everybody on three, do it. One, two, three. Ah. Toyota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number two. We'll go to Chris. All right. Sunsets are more beautiful than sunrises. Right on or way off? Oh, right on. Yeah, you I think am right so? On. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. When I'm in the morning watching the sunrise, I usually have coffee and I, my eyes are, the older I get, the more gummy they get in the morning. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's TMI. I don't Ooh. care. And so in the morning sunrises, it's like it's beautiful. It's a moment. Yeah. And our devotion, our morning devotions are better than our evening devotions. True. And why is that? I don't know. Because we're refreshed. Our neurons have been sloughed off during the sleep. And they we're, fell and, into your eyes and crushed <laughs> yeah, it over. Yeah, apparently, that's where, that's where they go now. <laughs> Once you pass 50 years old, they just go there. When I, when I turn 60 in two years, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to see in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Is that sleep in so, your eye? No, it's my neurons. Sunsets. Sunsets. And, and, and in Iowa, I got to be honest, uh, these are I, we've seen some beautiful sunsets over the Caribbean, over Paris, over Rome. We've been all over yeah. the world. But I'm in Iowa, and my backyard leads up to what I have dubbed the field of dreams and the sunsets in Iowa. I, the first hundred days we were here, I kept track and there was like four, I, 41, 42 is when I quit counting, but I'm like, here's another one. It's 37. And it was just these beautiful sunsets over the field of dreams and the peace of the challenges in our life on a beautiful sunset at the close of the day to me is a very special time. Okay. And it solidifies me in the communities that I'm in. Like when we were on vacation in, in uh, whatever, pick a Caribbean place we've been. Yeah. The sun is setting. It's like it, that sunset then like like welds me in to place in that moment in that that spot. Because so don't that, you think yeah. that diff- that different places that you are have a different sunset? Yes, yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like the mountains versus the beach versus the field of it's dreams. It's different. But yeah. for me... I okay, I'm gonna get real spiritual for a second. Just okay. go with me for a second here. I believe that those sunset nights, and even we even had one last night. Mm-hmm. It was so cool and it so in so my son cool. my one of my children called me and we were talking for like an hour and a half and I was just sitting out there. It was just great. So what that has done is it solidified my calling that I need to be here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I think some of those sunsets that we have in our backyard that God has given us 
is everything. All right. Very good. And that's all I have to so, say. So, yes, you think the sunsets are better than the sunrises. Yes. Sunsets are better than – if you, right. say, you, you said sunsets are better than sunrises, I said I'm right on. Okay. Mike Shaw, sunsets are better than sun – well, wait. No, hold on. Hold on. Time out second. on the field. Yeah. Didn't, isn't that what you said? <laughs> yeah. But before we go to Mike, yeah. I want to remind you, Chris, of something. And that was when you did the sunrise service – for Teen Challenge in Tucson. Oh, oh yeah. Catalina State Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, Mike Mike mm-hmm. knows all about this. Easter Tell me about that sunrise. Easter 2007. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stardate. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the – that was – that was the greatest morning of my so-called vocation or career. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how it could ever be topped. Yeah. Um, I've been, I was asked, and again, right now, we just moved to Tucson because we were the top rated morning show in the history of the state coming out of Phoenix. So they moved us to Tucson. And so we're on the air in Tucson for the first like few months. And then we're on in Flagstaff. So the show's growing. It's yep. exploding. Chris Danielson, we want you to be our keynote speaker. What and we a, met Mike what Shaw. What an honor yep. for Teen Challenge. And this is their Sunrise Easter service. So this there's about 250 former addicts mm-hmm. and their families. So mm-hmm. it was a big crowd. It was yep. a big crowd. And they they started singing. That They had a choir then. of How big was the choir, you think? About 50? 40, yeah, 40, 40 50 to 50 mm-hmm. out of the, Men, the, the yeah. mass that was there. Yeah. And they were singing. I am a friend of God. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but that's the best. And, and I've, we, we've hung out with Phillips, Craig, and Dean. I got Phillips, Craig, and Dean singing the Chris and Emily show jingle. <laughs> that's that's okay? true. Yeah, we do. I um, wonder if we can find that. And, <laughs> and this was better than them. This was, this was, one it was of the amazing. Good. And then yeah. I shared the resurrection message as the sun comes up over the Catalina Mountains. It was an incredible time. It was yeah. incredible. And so that sunrise, yeah, trumps a whole lot of sunsets, but I stand by <laughs> okay. overall. I just wanted to make sure. Sunsets are better For than sunrise. For some sunrises. reason, that popped wait, in my brain. Why I'm is like, it that, wait a minute. Why is it that when I choose sunset, that disses sunrises? I mean, we're talking about. You know, I'm just saying. Sunrise, a great sunrise is a 9.8. A great sunset is a 10.0. There okay. is no 10.1. We'll see if so. Mike Shaw agrees. Mike, what do you think? <sighs> what do you Sunsets think, Mike? are better than sunrises. I am so torn. I have to go right on, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Well, I used to, so I used to live in Oro Valley. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's uh, Arizona town. Yeah. For most yeah. So yeah. Just I mean, north of Tucson. It's one of the burbs. It's. Tucson Metro. Yeah. I lived across the street from Push Peak. Oh, which there was you go. to my east. Mm-hmm. And I have dozens of beautiful sunrise pictures oh. that will rival any sunset. Yeah. I have hundreds of sunset pictures. Why? Um, why? Why is it dozens versus? Yeah. Why is it dozens versus hundreds? Right. That's why I had to go right on. Because, yes. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> I would, I would, I would argue that probably a couple of my sunrise pictures might be my best ones. Okay. But there's a couple sunsets that are. That it's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, sunset is just more consistent. Can you yep. tell by looking hmm. which ones which? I, or do you have to look no. at the timestamp? Yeah, I, I I don't think you can tell. I, I really don't think yeah. you can tell. Mm-hmm. You've got the same physics going on, right? Right. Yeah. Chem- all the you know all the elements yeah. are there, which is what I wanted to do. The spiritual part I wanted to do because you know I like to spiritualize everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why not? You, why yeah. not? Take, so, the Bible says, "Take every captive, uh, every thought captive for Christ." Yeah. Right. Right. So think of this: um, the Bible teaches that Jesus is upholding the universe and everything, and so. 
you know the, that the Earth is spinning right now. It's yep. rotating mm-hmm. on its axis. And right is that now, the round Earth or the flat Earth? I need to I need stop. To, it, that would Chris. be the spherical Earth. Spherical Earth with a, with a slight that. bulge in the center. Very yeah, you know how this, kind you of mean, like Chris. You know, and here's the thing: you got you got pastors yeah. out there that yeah. have started to become flat Earthers. Do they realize they're denying the scriptures when they say that? Because oh, the the Bible actually says God sits on the sphere of the Earth. True. Yeah. All right, See? Mike. Anyway, look at that. Keep going, Mike. Continue. And so, on. Sunset, sunrises. You're right it's on. Like keep teaching going. Sunday. School. You're right on on the sunset. So as the world turns. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> we are. We have constant sunrises and sunsets. True. That are ever moving and ever changing, constantly on somewhere on the globe. And, and so you got, you know, you've got that edge on the edge of night. Mm. You have the and <laughs> so so God is superintending amazing sunrises and sunsets that are constantly changing all the time yeah. Yeah. for the yeah. last 6,000 years. That's amazing. Well, when we got, hey, just a couple weeks ago when we got up in um, Jerusalem Mm -hmm. and uh, had breakfast and drove to the airport and then flew all the way to Chicago, uh, you can tell the, you can tell the earth is round just on that flight. I mean, you know, you you take off the technology (laughs) that they have in, in, in my seat. Um, and, and Emily can testify to this well, for whatever reason, if we get on an airplane or in a restaurant or anything, and there's going to be a slight technological glitch, it'll come to me almost every time. So on the flight home, my TV was stuck on one movie and I could not get it to come off that movie. And so I just went to the telemetry of the plane, you know, where it shows you going up and coming down. Yeah. We landed, we landed one minute from the landing time predicted when we were in the air for less than an hour. So we traveled around the halfway around the globe, and here's here's the point about sunsets. Halfway across the plane, uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, around the globe. Oh, okay, fine. And here's the thing: or partway through Texas. When the yeah. the yes. next time we saw the sunset, the whole flight it was daylight. Yeah, okay, the yeah. next time we saw the sunset was 9 p.m. in yeah. Chicago, hmm. which means we had sunlight for 27 yeah, straight right. hours. 28 we were straight the hours. Sun is yeah. so cool. It was so awesome. little known fact: the Earth spins on its axis. 1,100 miles an hour at the Ooh. equator, 300 miles an hour at the Arctic Circle. Okay. Mid-latitude's about 600 miles an hour. Your plane's flying about 600 and 650 miles an hour. Yep. Wow. And so you're, you and the sun were, you know. Nerd alert up. here. Yeah. Mike's Keeping got the up. numbers. Yeah. Which is why the flight cool. home is always longer than the flight. Right. See, now all And the jet talk, stream flows, yep. you know, from east to west, too. All this talk about, you know, Israel and, and sunrise and sunset. I need to watch Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I really am. When I, I got a hanker. What's, what's, what's the dude's song that whenever you play? Sunrise, sunset. No, what's oh, the other one? one? What's his oh, other song? If I Were a Rich Man. If I Were a Rich Man. That's the one that I keep singing every time she watches the movie. I've only watched the movie once with you for the three hours all the way through. An but, amazing But she's movie. had it on at least, I'd say, once every two or three years. And over 38 years, that's what a dozen times we've Have we on. beat this horse into the ground yet? I think so. Okay. I don't even know what we're doing. I don't even, I had, I don't even know why I'm here. I had more, but yeah, let's move on. Please. <laughs> All right. So, Sun, I'm with you guys. Sunsets okay. uh, really. Is this the last question? Amazing. Here's that was the two last out of questions. Three. Yeah. yeah uh, sun. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the last question. Very last question. Winter is better than this. Hot, sweaty, miserable summer, right on or way off. I wonder Chris, how Emily feels about. I'm that. going to you first. Mm. Winter is better than this hot, sweaty, miserable summer, right on or way off. I'm way off, <laughs> way off. 
why um, you just like to sweat. That's your element. No, huh? as I've gotten thicker, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I like winter because the clothing fashion fits I know. better. It but, is much more um, compa- uh, yeah, compatible. My favorite time of the year is fall. And I love summer and I love winter, but kind of I have problems with both equally. I don't have any problem with fall. <laughs> it's football. Uh, hockey's getting started again. The racing is coming to an end. Uh, I love fall. Okay. Winter, there's so much of it that just bites. <laughs> you know, that's why we get excited. That's why it's called cabin fever. That's why we get excited for spring. And spring yeah. is such a wonderful time. And then summer um, has the bugs. You know, that's what I loved about Arizona. There was no flying bugs. But the problem with Arizona is the bugs snakes. that were crawling around could kill you. Yeah, and so snakes there's that. and Gila monsters. <laughs> when you have things in your yard where the name literally has monster in it. Yeah, Gila monsters. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, those yeah, are yeah, evil yeah, creatures. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no, they're so cool. I know. They have a coolness of them. But, man, they look, they look nasty. They, they, I, I would right. name a monster. All right. You're way off. Mike Shaw, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I'm so right on. So right on. I love winter. (laughs) Now, uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. This is Mike moves to Iowa because I grew up in Oregon, the Willamette Valley. It rains all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, the difference between January and December, December, it's mid fifties and raining. January is mid forties and raining. You know, you get one or two snows a year that'll last a day or two. That was my growing up. Yeah. And then I moved to Roswell, New Mexico, which they get, they, some years they get a lot of snow, but you know, mostly not a lot of snow. Yeah. Lubbock, Texas, not a lot of snow. No. Well, sometimes a little bit, mm-hmm. but not a lot. Yeah. And then uh, Tucson, Arizona. Where we had to go to Mount Lemon to see snow. That's yeah. correct. Which so I we made would drive up there drive. every year. Yeah. Yes. I made Chris drive up there several times Just so she could be in and snow. And some yeah. years not even there, but most years, yes. And yeah. some years a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, Flagstaff ha- was always, you know, hey, we're, we're in Iowa. A so. big reason we're in Iowa is Emily wants the four seasons again. Yep. Uh, if, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have left Arizona. So here's my challenge, right? <laughs> I probably wouldn't have. I loved Arizona. I still love Arizona. Here's What's my, your challenge? Here's my challenge. My first winter in the Midwest is coming. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I claim to love snow. And I claim <laughs> you got to here love in March. the cold. You got here in March and you said, I'm so excited. It's so snowy. I'm yeah. like, savor the flavor, bro. That's yeah. going to die yeah. fast. You know, will I Will I be happy when the wind chill is minus 40 and we have five inches of fresh powdery snow that I have to Scrape off my car. Or wet, icy, sleety snow. Wet, icy, sleety snow. (laughs) Let me answer Uh, that for you, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you a little inside tip how that's going to go for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to be happy. I'm just going to be a challenge. No, and and part of, you know, there's so little of our first year in Iowa that's negative. I mean, there is. Most everything is, the people here are so great. You know, but there was one really extreme negative thing that happened, and that was over the week of Christmas when my children were here. All, not all, but a big chunk of my plans got throttled because it was 15 below the whole week. Mm -hmm. It was really cold. I mean, you couldn't even go down to the town yeah. square and walk around. I mean, it was just it and was all the that kids brutal. brought their dogs, so we're right. in the house and with like 11, 11 people, four dogs, you know, yeah. and a partridge in a pear tree, a bearnies, two labs, three labs, <laughs> not little dogs. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, it wasn't, cold wasn't lab dogs. Blast. That same cold blast in Lubbock. Um, we yeah. had two. We had two days where the wind chill got down to fifteen below, mm. and then it started to warm up. Yeah. And here the temperature was 15 below and the wind chill was like 40 below. Yeah. 
and it yeah. lasted longer and, you and know, see, all the, of that. So, but, but the reality is, Mike, if there's anybody on the planet yep. that should be able to handle that in stride, yeah. it would be Emily and I. Yeah. Because we grew up in Minnesota. Minnesota we lived right? in northern Minnesota. Yeah. Then we moved to the Bering Sea in Alaska for yes. three years. Yeah. One February, March, or one January, February, March, we had during that span, we were below, we were below 22 below. For over what was it, twenty seven days? It was oh glorious. And and so the the high temperature was it minus twenty two for like twenty over twenty days, twenty yeah. some days. Yep. yep. The low temperature we actually saw minus seventy, Woo! and I experienced what it's like to walk out. And the temperature, the exact moment I walked out was minus sixty eight point seven on the studio thermometer. Nice. And you have to wear goggles; your eyeballs will freeze, mm-hmm. or you got to keep blinking like you know all the time. You spit, and it freezes before it hits the ground. Yeah. But here's so, the thing: when it so gets we that should cold, not have we should not have this big you know animosity towards this Christmas week. But it really it it it, <laughs> it set us on a negative trajectory that lasted almost all the first quarter, and yeah. I mean that seriously. And we should be able to be the kind of people to get over thing. that. We here's know better. The thing. Here, yeah, Mike, if you do, if you can't hardly tolerate this Iowa winter, I have a solution for you. It's gonna be fine. Move to Alaska. For yeah. 365 days, yeah. and then this will feel like a nice, balmy, yeah. mild it's, place to live. It's going to be great. The um, second thing is mm-hmm. when it gets really, really cold like that, Yeah, northern, northerners have the sense to say, okay, you know what? Everybody, stay home. Yeah. Just stay home. Pop in a Christmas movie. Make yourself some hot cocoa. <laughs> Just it was be with too- your family. Nobody go- Nobody in Arizona goes, oh, gosh, it's 114 degrees out there. Everybody mm-hmm. just stay home and be with your family. It doesn't happen. Okay, okay. Process this statement. <laughs> it was too cold. I'm serious. It was too cold to have a campfire. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, no, there's I mean, a there's a famous short story. That's by why Jack, people have Jack fireplaces. London. What's Jack London? Call of so the Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. Right. That's his mm-hmm. famous book. But he's got a collection of short stories, and one of them is a man in Alaska walking from one village to the other. Mm-hmm. Temperature about fifty below. Yep. Uh, steps through some rotten ice over a creek and the rest of the story is him trying to light a campfire and whether or not he's successful, I'll let you read it for yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that, you know, that's the dangerous kind of cold that will kill you. It yeah. is. Um, well, I mean, we could have gotten the fire lit, but who wants to stand out there around a campfire? I mean, it, a campfire is not on. warm enough to make it worthwhile. You'd stand there shaking yeah. for five minutes, trying you to have fellowship, and then you'd run inside. to get yourself a Wolverine hat. Ah. That's all it yeah. takes. That's all it is a Wolverine takes. now. Some beaver skin, which yeah. is naturally, by God, mm-hmm. waterproof. Yes. And you're good to go. That's why I was so, so, so famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm right on. I love winter, right. and we'll Yay. see if that holds. I'm a photographer. Uh, snow is fantastic. It is beautiful. And so photograph. great for photos. It cleans everything up. And it I'm does. just excited about it. We'll see if it lasts. Awesome. Well, hey, great Wonderful. to hang out with you guys today. It was yeah, fun to be on Emily's it's a show. really good Fun day. to be on your show yesterday, Mike. Uh, this Thank was a good you. time. And I'm agreeing with Mike. So, Chris, we're right. You're wrong. That's the end of the show. <laughs> That's Yay. the difference between a democracy and a, re- and a representative what was, that, what, what was the last question? What was I wrong on? <laughs> Because uh, I really haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I don't winter. even remember. Uh, yeah, winter is better than oh, this yeah, hot, yeah. sweaty, miserable summer. That is right on. And we'd wait for the snow to fly this winter in Iowa. Flip flops, flip flops, a Topo Chico twist of lime. Nobody bottled, wants to look at your ugly bottled toes. water or San Pellegrino <laughs> in a pinch. And sitting on my back deck in shorts watching the sunset in Iowa. That is glorious. That beats any winter, any time.
all day and every day. All right. All right, Emily. Laugh. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget, go to freshroadmedia.com. We are listener supported. We can only do it with you. And check out Mike Shaw's brand new show. Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. Thanks for being with us and share this with your friends and your family, your loved ones, your enemies, anybody out there. Freshroadmedia.com.